Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We want to wish you and your family a blessed new year. As we enter the year 2023, our theme for the year is Catch the Wind. Our desire is that through this year each of us would live completely reliant on the Holy Spirit and will follow him wherever he leads us. We have Geshom Arul share God's word with us and challenge us to live such a bold and daring life with the Holy Spirit as our guide. Hi church, it's such a joy and a privilege to meet with you uh, on the very first Sunday of 2023 and it also happens to be the very first day of 2023. Uh, so on behalf of the church leadership and everyone here at Via Zion uh, physically who are present here and also to all those of you who are meeting online and watching us or probably even listening to us online we just want to wish you a blessed new year i pray that this year will bring god's uh, presence more closer more deeper and that we all will experience him far more uh, you know we as a church last year Uh, in 2022 our theme was uh, all about our god you know we had the different attributes of god and for those of you who had actually received our calendars you would have noticed that the word o was you know kind of like uh, we did a cut right through all the way to december and it's pretty much to symbolically say you know that god has to be present he has to be marked in every month and so this uh, year as we start you know we've we have a theme we have a we have a passage which we really want us to you know look into i believe god's going to speak specifically to us as a church as we navigate 2023 but more than anything i want us all to be prepared that we wouldn't take uh, this time uh, lightly because i believe god's wanting to set the course right for us so that we are on the right track um i don't know how uh, you know as we've started a year probably for you it just seems like another day you know for some of us it might just feel like you know what 2022 was a great year and 2023 you know i'm expecting for something greater to happen or for some of you it could have just been a flat line you know in one of those graphs where we see a flat line but nothing happened if you have to recall about 2022 you'll be like you know it was just like any other year you have nothing significant spiritually or probably even physically your work just seemed the same your friends were the same uh, everything just went on as normal or for some of you the curve could have been like those sine curves going up and down where you had moments of highs and you had moments of lows or for some of you it could have just been one of those curves which went which was on a high earlier in 2021 and then it just went bottom down in 2022 so i don't know what your experiences are it can be varied but if there's one thing i know for sure is the fact that we need god more than ever before you might be spiritually weak emotionally dry physically weak spiritually dry the combinations can vary however you feel we need the holy spirit and so today uh, our theme for the entire year is called catch the wind it's called catch the wind you heard me right we're going to catch the wind who is this wind that we're talking about this wind is none other than the holy spirit this holy spirit is god one of the three forms in which god manifests himself and he is the one who was promised for us and you know in luke chapter 24 verse 49 he is the one who jesus 
told his disciples, I'm going, but I'm sending another helper to you. He's going to be constantly with you. And so if you read that, it goes on to say, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. So today, church, if one thing I want us to start right is we need to be clothed with his power on high so that we can start this year right. You and me don't have the strength to do it on our own. You and me don't have the sustenance. We can probably physically build. We can you know, uh, help with that endurance. But all those are just for a particular, it just helps us make feel good. But in the situations that we feel, we need to operate out of the power that comes from a pie. And he's willing to give that power if we wait on him. That same power which I'm talking about is what happened in the day of Pentecost. And the reason why we say catch the wind is because, um, you know, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, which happened in Acts 2 verses 1 to 4, is that it came like a rushing wind. It came on everyone who was waiting there. He's distinctively operating. He doesn't, you know, have a common pool, which he's saying, you know what, this is what I'm going to give all of you. He distinctively caters to each and every one of us. In our brokenness, he comes, he ministers, he mends, he shapes, he helps us. In our emptiness, he comes and fills us and shows us what it is like to have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. In our doubts, he dispels doubts and gives us promises so that we hold on to him. So today, what is it that the Holy Spirit has to come into your life for? Are you willing to catch the wind is my question today to you. And as we look you might be thinking, Geshom, is this just a part of the New Testament? No, it was evident in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, he came on select few. In the New Testament, he came for all. In the Old Testament, he came to a group of people who were, you know, remnant, who were following God, who were doing what he asked, who actually took time to hear from him. They were the prophets. They were the people who, you know, had dedicated their lives to do what God's called them to do. And so the manifestation that came upon their lives was one with power. They did miracles. The God of glory was seen in and through them. But when we move into the New Testament, the promise is he's there for the entirety of mankind, not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles, not for just a select few, but all those who call on his name. And so today, are you the one who's calling on his name? Are you the one who's calling on his name? So the theme verse that we've taken for uh, the entire uh, year is from John chapter 7. John chapter 7 and the verse goes is being read from chapter uh, 3 verses 5 to 6. And this is what it says. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. I'm going to read verse 8 again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So it is everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus here is talking to Nicodemus. And we'll go into the couple of early passages uh, in a few minutes. 
but I just want to stay here for a few minutes because here, this wind that Jesus is talking about in Greek is pneuma. And when we look at this wind, this wind is uh, something which, you know, we cannot predict. And one of the things that we love today in 2022 is, and 2023 is predictions. We... Um, you know, we as a city had just experienced some heavy rains uh, a couple of weeks back. And if there's one thing that we relied on is on predictions. Predictions on which person, which weatherman from Twitter was actually being accurate. You know, we want predictions of the stock market. We want predictions of, uh, you know, what the future is going to look like. We want probably predictions of what's happening with this whole sudden emergence of COVID that's happening with this train coming. Today, the Holy Spirit is like wherever you're at, wherever you're at, whatever stage of life you're at, whatever position in life you're at, I'm willing to blow my wind. And the thing is, we can feel the wind, we can hear it, but we can never know where it's coming from and where it's going. And that's one thing which the Holy Spirit brings clarity. That's the one thing which Holy Spirit brings purpose. For many of us, the things that we are prepared to do, the things that we want to do, all seem, uh, you know, well planned and laid out. But many a times you're not able to move in that direction. Because many a times it seems like we've just orchestrated all this to f- fulfill our plan and purposes. But when we actually align ourselves with God's plan and purposes, there's, there's a little bit of direction change that happens. And we don't get to see it when we are on that journey. But a few years later, we get to look back and say, God, thank you for taking me on that journey. Because without that, I think I would have been lost. Without that, I would have been crumbled. And putting this verse into context, Jesus talks to Nicodemus and he's saying, it's important for you to realize that you need to be born again. So this new year, are we willing to be born again? A lot of us probably would have had the born again experience. You know, a lot of us uh, would have had, uh, you know, the experience of uh, taking water baptism. But that's not something which I want to stress on right now because life happens And for a lot of us, that's just an experience. And that probably could have been like a season which is long past gone. Today, God wants to refill and do a new thing. So John chapter 7 verses 1 to 3. Can we continue reading? It says, There was a man of the Pharisee sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God pointing, God revealing acts you do if God weren't in on it. Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to. That's to God's kingdom. And putting things in context, the first, um, you know, in as part of the whole thing, I just want us to have this as the, um, you know, the subheading is the fact that we do not jump to assumptions about the Holy Spirit. We do not jump to assumptions about even our faith and about Jesus. And it's interesting because here Nicodemus, who probably was seeing Jesus from afar, who probably interacted with a couple, and then later, uh, as he's been seeing, realizes that God is in him. 
he says here clearly we all know you're a teacher straight sent from god so they know that whatever he's talking teaching doing is all god sent god revealed god told but yet in their assumption they feel like he's just one among them so as he starts a conversation he is setting the tone here to say you know what god you're one just like us we have we are also learned we are also people who know the scriptures we are also people who are doing what he's called us to do you probably know a little bit more but jesus corrects him to say that until unless a person is born again he says born from above you won't be able to see the things of above and so today let us not jump to conclusions and say holy spirit this is who you are and put him in a box no the holy spirit is this myriad of colors we will never be able to know that this is how he is we will see the manifestations the fruits the end product we'll be able to see and say oh this happened because of the holy spirit but we'll never be able to say you know if you do one two three and in the fourth step the holy spirit is going to come no he is a personal surprise us and that's what catching the wind is we do not set patterns here to say this is how the holy spirit has to come we are just available here to say that this is what the holy spirit has to do in and through our lives so as nicodemus came to jesus i would ask as we all go to jesus as we all ask you know and pray today let us not go say god i already know about the holy spirit no we're not going to go from we're not going to be standing from a place of assumptions or knowing but you're going to be standing from a place of desperation to say god i've had experiences before but i want you i still need you i still want you to fill me from head to toe anoint me afresh so that i can see the things of above and i can do what you're calling me to do here on this earth as we read from john chapter 3 verses 5 to 6 we need to be born again and what Jesus wants us to do is born again not of water but of the spirit. And so what does the spirit do? You know the spirit today this wind when it comes in it changes us. It changes us as individuals. It that trickles down into you know it just moves in heavily into the roles that we play as a father as a husband or as a young adult or as a grandfather or as a widower whatever role you're playing. or if you're single or you're mar- married you're divorced whatever role it will trickle down into that it will give you conviction god will heal those wounds and he will set us free and then this knowing interest of you know god i can't take the next step without you being in it and so we desire we thirst for him and so that entire process which happens because of the infilling of the holy spirit is more like a birthing that happens And so today God wants us to be birth in the spirit. Here he gives two things. He says flesh gives birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit. And in the flesh if you realize we are born physically. The water that's denoted here many of the theologians believe that it's the birthing that happens physically when your water breaks and you're birthed out of that. But when we accept jesus into our hearts we no longer jesus was in fact talking to nicodemus he was telling him the way a christian life would be after he ascends into heaven and for nicodemus it could have been far 
beyond what he can think because all he was used to was what governed him and so today god wants us to move us from that place that's governing us you might think you know what if i listen to 10 minutes of worship music i'm filled by the spirit of god no that's not or probably you know if i'm going to church for 2 hours a week it's no that's not or you know what if i'm reading the verse of the day or watching the verse of the day video on you version that is it no that's not it comes to a place of desiring of thirsting of lamenting and saying god i'm desperate for you and so when this birthing happens within you that wind that you need that extra energy that extra breath that you need he would breathe in that breath that you've been struggling to have because of anxiety he would replace it with his pneuma wind into you that breath that causes you to go into a shelf and you know just be clustered and think you know this is this is my lot i just need to deal with it he will breathe life into you and hope into you a lot of us today are lacking the wind you know and charles spurgeon says this beautifully he says without the spirit of god we can do nothing we are as ships without wind we are useless these are times when ships were heavily dependent on the wind to make the course of their journey quicker and you know with less using of less energy they didn't have to row all the way and a lot of us today are happy and content in us rowing and us doing the things i'm i'm all for that but i think if we allow the wind of god to come into our lives we will our eyes would be opened our eyes would see there's always a deep revelation that comes with god wants to reveal to us and so today will we allow that deep revelation to come in so even as we start this year you know as we progress into the next couple of weeks we're going to go more deeper into this topic of catch the wind but today as i uh, give you a introduction to the whole thing i want to leave you with two things the first thing that i want to give you is when we catch the wind we need to pursue him individually for our own selves we need to pursue him individually for our own selves there's this common narrative that constantly keeps coming and going as christians you know what that when we are with everyone uh, uh, you know everything is happening right you know when we are uh, in your spirit filled uh, community we are in a spirit filled family all that is right we can be in the midst of others being spirit filled and yet we can be spirit not filled or spirit zero and today our narrative is also driven by culture today our spiritual lives is not this common narrative where people are shouting and you know um uh, clapping their hands loud and then you know speaking out in various tongues yes the manifestation of the spirit is that we do speak out in tongues we do do all that but that is not just the limitation of the spirit that we are talking about when he fills us it's far more deeper it's us recognizing him in everything that we do John chapter 3 verse 7 Do not be surprised that I have told you you must be born again reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed and sanctified Verse 7 as we read it says here in the amplified spiritually transformed renewed and sanctified So today Nicodemus when he came to Jesus he wanted to find out who he is all about but jesus wanted to say you know what the very thing that i have as a spirit you too can have it 
and he in fact came to equate god to you know their same status as teacher keep them in that but jesus went to step up and said hey you too can experience the holy spirit would you allow your eyes to be open up will you be able to see who i really am would you be able to see the god things and so today are we willing to be spiritually transformed are we willing to be renewed are we willing to be sanctified you know when we have to be born again god does something in us couple of things that he does very evidently are he causes us to have the conviction of sin we know you know we were sinners everything that i've done till now is all because of the fall that happened and you're having to understand that you're in need of a savior you probably have made so many choices or probably are currently struggling with certain choices probably quietly in your room you still are holding on to that one habit which you have it could be probably watching something on a screen it could be probably quietly consuming something when no one else is knowing or it could be probably or indulging in something which keeps which you feel like if you let go you are missing something i would say would you allow jesus to come in this is where his infilling comes in this is where when he comes in he sets us free when he comes in he does a work in and through us and there are two things that um, nicodemus hears from jesus he says you know you're born of the spirit he talks about a baptism that happens the baptism of the water and baptism of the spirit and so many a times you know we are happy with the important thing yes when we accept jesus christ as a testimony of our faith and as a testimony saying to the people that are around us that we are all followers of christ in obedience we come i want to take a stand as a follower of jesus and so we commit to the waters of baptism and so what is that we tell people you know we are not going to turn back to the world and follow the world but i'm going to turn and only follow jesus but as much as that's important that's not everything there's an other beautiful element called the holy spirit who becomes an essential part of our life who we need to desire far more than ever before we need to desire and want him more ever than before because without him we cannot take the next step because without him we cannot do what he's called us to do because without him we will lack direction because without him we will not have the power without him we won't have the strength and as we see here what does the spirit do he transforms us what does he transform us he patches us up we are all broken vessels you know before we know jesus christ there was no hope he brings in hope before knowing jesus christ we had the fruits of the world of you know of the enemy being you know anger lies deceit you know uh, sexual immorality all those fruits were the ones which are exhibiting out of us he slowly is cutting every shoot and he's wanting us to renew he's pruning us he's shaping us you know uh, i'm uh, just before uh, as i was just coming uh, to preach for the online um, i was uh, i was just thinking to my sermon when i was having my bath and uh, we have a bucket in our bathroom and um, um, it's been probably like ever since we moved in uh, it's been four and a half years since we've had that and uh, i think that there's a leak that's happening uh there's a crack in the bucket and and that's leaking leakage happening and so every um after everyone has their bath the rule is that we empty the bucket fully so that you know there's no water dripping because we i constantly keep hearing the dripping noises and i realized you know we many a times 
our content living with a leak. But when we have the Holy Spirit come and live inside of us, we don't have to be empty. I don't have to empty myself out so that I don't show my leakages out. But if I allow him and he'll come and patch me up, he will do a work in me. And when he does that work in me, I can be filled and overflowing with him. And today God wants us to catch the wind so that we can live in the overflow. Not that we live content in a certain level, but we live in the overflow. Church, I think we are coming to a pivotal stage where only God's kingdom is going to be seen through the church. It's going to be evident through the people of the church. It's going to be evident through the faith of the people of the church. It's going to be evident through the work that the people of the church are doing because we all are spirit-filled. At the end of the day, I want us all to come to a place to say, Lord, we need you more than ever before. God's kingdom is only seen when we are born again. The spirit births in us vision. Vision to see. And so what happens, even if a hurdle comes, you're able to say, you know what, this God allowed for something bigger. This struggle that I'm going through is for something bigger. This this promise of a child that God gave me, I'm holding on to, he'll give it in his time. And many of us today are recipients of God's miracle and we forget him. We are like, you know what, I'm content. I know people who've received God's miracle after an amazing encounter with him. And now they are in a place of, you know, complacency. They're like, you know what? Yeah, God is there. So what? No, what happened to the fire? What happened to the desperation? What happened to the longing when you wanted that miracle? You sought him with all your heart. What happens after you receive it? You need to still push through it. Because it's through that miracle he'll enable you to be a witness. You know, when we're talking about this pneuma being born of the spirit here, uh, the catching the wind also, there's a direct reference where Ezekiel talks about, and we're going to read a couple of verses from that. Ezekiel 36 verses 24 to 30, and it goes on to say, For I'll take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. And so today our understanding is, you know, if I'm born if I've taken waters of baptism, I'm clean fully. That's one aspect. But the more important thing is the spirit. Because the spirit does not do any outward work. It won't shape your muscles. It won't suddenly give you a six-pack. But what the spirit will do is it will cleanse your heart. It will cleanse your motives. It will cleanse that insecurity. It will cleanse that inadequacy. It will cleanse that area of being unloved. It will cleanse that area of, you know, you being um, you know, different and you, know, you being a person who's been um, carrying so much and it sets you free to realize that there's a savior above. It sets you free to a place where, you know, you have a bigger purpose and mission here on this earth. It gives you a clear understanding. And a lot of us today are lacking that birthing of a vision that God's promising. Ezekiel here, in fact, we will read some verses into Ezekiel 37. 
where the same wind, the same word pneuma is spoken over dry bones. And so here he says, I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And what does that heart of flesh mean? Heart of flesh is which is, which moves, which, which kind of fits in. It's not, you're not cold because of the experiences you've gone through. You're not cold and, you know, hard thinking there is no God, but you're coming to a place to realize there is a God. There is love. There is justice that has to prevail. All this happens only when you allow the spirit to work in and through you. So today my question for you is, as I mentioned, are we personally desiring the Holy Spirit? You can be part of church, come and go. And it's a it's a question which we won't ask uh, when we meet in person. But this is something which God is probably asking us today as we start the year. Are you personally desiring it? Because if we personally desire it, we need to say, God, come and fill me. I want to catch the wind. Birth in me the spirit. I'm willing to endure the pain. I'm willing to endure that journey, Lord. Because one thing I'm sure is that as a community, we're going to desire it. As a community, we're going to long for it. As a community, we're going to see it happen. I believe as a church, we are going to see signs, wonders and miracles happen. We are going to see people being healed, people being restored, people being fulfilled into the callings and the plans that God has for them. We are wanting to see the supernatural work of God come and happen in our lives. And I believe God's setting the tone starting of the year for us. We are ready to catch the wind as a community. Are you individuals ready to catch the wind? Why is it important to catch the wind? You see it. The beautiful thing about a community is, you know, I see someone is spiritful and like, you know what, I want to have that same spirit of intercession that they have. I want to have the same spirit of giving that they have. I want to have the same spirit of humility that they have. That's where we catch one another within the four walls of a community. And there's a beautiful story of Elisha actually catching the wind of Elijah. You know, and he asked Elijah, what is it you need? He said, I need double portion of what you have. He said, it's something hard that you're asking. But the minute Elijah got taken, the minute Elijah got, you know, whisked away to heaven, he took his cloak and he did the same thing. And the manifestation of the Holy Spirit that was within him was seen by the prophets who were far. And they said that the God of Elijah, the spirit that was within Elijah is in Elisha. So today, we are not here to copycat or, you know, mimic someone else's no. But we are all going to operate in the uniqueness of who the Spirit is and what He gives each of us individually. He will give us discernment. He will refrain us from saying certain things. That He will get us used to the understanding of time, His time, His Kairos time, so that we'll be able to speak at the appointed time. So today, can we as a church Come and say, God, we are here. We are desperate for you. We as individuals are seeking you for your Holy Spirit in our lives. Birth in us this vision. Birth in us your spirit so that we'll be able to live it to our fullest. The second thing is we move. When we catch the wind, we move in the direction in which he leads. We, in fact, move in the direction where the wind leads, where the Holy Spirit leads, where this pneuma wind leads. So today, what is it that um, the Holy Spirit wants us to do? 
you need to wait on him the more you wait on him the more direction he'll give you in acts chapter 16 verse 6 to 8 paul was about his journey and in the busyness of it you know he had a plan out he he didn't he didn't just you know he he didn't just sit somewhere he always was um, you know intentional and in that intentionality he was also sensitive and i believe as a community today as we start this year as a church we are going to ask god god tune me to a way where if you say tell me not to go i won't go if you tell me yes i'll be in yes so let's read acts 16 verse 6 to 8 paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of phrygia and galatia having been kept by the holy spirit from preaching the word in the province of asia when they came to the border of mysia they tried to enter bithynia but the spirit of jesus would not allow them to do so so they passed by mysia and went down to troas today the holy spirit wants his church to be attentive to his promptings to his leading as i said it's an individual when we are tuned to the spirit we will move in line with the spirit paul here was so tuned that when he knew it wasn't his time to enter into this place of messiah they moved past that they held back what is it that god's calling us to go in a particular direction and we are not taking that step you know we are not taking that step because you know god i don't have the resources or i don't know what this is i think you have to only lean onto the holy spirit for me and my wife god's been moving us in a direction which we've not entered in earlier and we've relying on the holy spirit more than ever before because we are comfortable doing what we are doing but when the, we know that god then this is the direction god's revealed we don't have the necessary strength or the uh, the capacity to do it but we know that this is the place where the holy spirit is leading us he's been nudging us he's been telling us this is what you have to be doing and so we've learned over the years you know i would rather be obedient than try finding a solution as to why i have to remain here and so in our obedience he will reveal his mysteries there's a beautiful story of peter and cornelius peter was lying down taking a nap at the same time cornelius was in another place and he was praying and it's a spirit who shifted the entire realm of our christian faith from just being centered around a community of believers to an entire world that needed the savior of one man's prayer and asking god and the god of and jesus actually coming to peter in a dream and revealing him as a leader to go and take that step and when he took that he saw that god broke even ways in which uh, he operated within the gentile community he preached and the spirit of god just came down into the entire house of cornelius so today are we willing to move in the direction in which the spirit leads because catching the wind is one thing okay you know what i know something about the holy spirit but doing what the holy spirit wants us to do is very important earthly wisdom is doing what comes naturally godly wisdom is doing what the holy spirit compels us to do this is what charles stanley says and a lot of us have earthly wisdom 
our work experiences, our experiences with people, our interactions, our, you know, the way we deal with people, all that kind of starts working in and through us. And then we think we have wisdom. But, you know, we are all longing for a godly wisdom, which only comes from the spirit. Today, you and I should be operating out of godly wisdom. You and I should be opting out of a place where the spirit is guiding us. We will look back and it will become a testimony saying, you know what, we didn't realize. But it's the spirit who guided our conversation. So today, we are going to go in the direction which the spirit leads. Today as a church, we are going to go in the spirit in the direction in which the spirit leads. If the Holy Spirit leads us towards evangelism in a particular way, we are going to be obedient towards that. If a, if the Holy Spirit leads us in a way of parenting in this particular way, we are going to lead with that. If the Holy Spirit leads us as a couple in this particular way in which our marriage has to be, we are going to lead with that. What is it that the Holy Spirit is actually asking you to do for yourself, for the role that you play and for the community that you're part of? You know, this is not your typical Instagram influencer where a person says, you know, three things that you as parents should do for 2023. No. It goes far beyond. You are going to be in your knees saying, God, what is the will and your purpose for my child? Lord, help me, Lord, not to break their spirit, but they help also to help me at the same time not to cloud and have my plan and purpose, but let me come and give your plan and purpose to your child and children. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 to 7 goes on to say this. It says, At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating on one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of our righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit whom he poured out so generously on us through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. So today, we all need to go through this renewal process. We all need to catch the Holy Spirit and say, God, I'm here ready to wait to receive you. It's an act. It's an act of saying, God, I'm ready. I'm waiting here. Uh, uh, my prayer is that we would allow him to actually come down into our homes. This pneuma wind would come down that our homes would carry so that it will alter the atmosphere of our homes. Paul's encouraging Titus, you know what? You just don't just stop by saying that you've accepted Jesus. You start doing the good works that he's also asked you to do through the help of the Holy Spirit. It's he who moves you to do certain things. It's he who causes you to go out of your comfort zone and meet with someone else. It's he who causes you to see the pain that, you know, that's evident in your life. You're also able to see the pain in someone else's life and be an encouragement. That's what the church is all about. That's what the church is. It's us moving from where we are at to where God's calling us to be at. Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 12 to 14. And, you know, as, um, as I mentioned earlier, Ezekiel is standing there. And the Holy Spirit brings life into dry bones. And it says here beautifully, and I just want to read a couple of verses. It, he goes on to say, Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring 
you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Church, I want to prophetically declare today to you that as you're listening to this, I don't know what graves you've actually closed in your own life. For some of you who've gone through a separation, you've closed the grave over your life and God's calling you to say, I still have a plan for you. For some of you who've had bad experiences, you've closed the grave on Jesus, you know, saying, I'm done with faith. He's here to say, I'm here to resurrect you. In fact, the word spirit that's used here is the word ruah, which means breathe. He's wanting to breathe new life. And if you see what God does as Ezekiel speaks, as he adds to the bones, he adds muscles, to the bones, he adds flesh, to the bones, he adds a whole new person being. And God wants to rebuild that so that you will be set free to accomplish his plan and purpose. So today, church, we are going to ask God for this Holy Spirit, this wind that's been, that's ready to blow into us. Would we allow him to blow into our areas, into our dry bones, into our lives, into our marriages, into our families, into our church, into our cities, into our nations, into our job, into our finances, into our sexuality, into our identity. So that when he blows in, it shapes everything. If you're closeted, I pray and ask that the Holy Spirit will bring life in. He'll bring in life so that you'll be able to see who he has created you to be. You'll be able to stand and you'll be able to see him being real in your life. Corey Ten Boom says this beautifully. He says, the human spirit fails except when the Holy Spirit fills. The human spirit fails except when the Holy Spirit fills. And I love what she has said because she's not talking from a place of you know oh i'm just doing life as such and then you know uh, if he fills me only i no. they were in the midst of life and death situations she saw her family members killed in front of her she was a prisoner of war with the second world war because of that she i'm sure the statement that she makes is coming from a place of what sustained her through those camps and as she walked out she was aware that this I was able to sustain all this because of the Holy Spirit that lived within me. You have to fight this battle individually. For those of you who've been walking alone, you are, you've been you've been so many a times holding on to the sickness and claiming that sickness as your biggest thing. It's time to let go and allow the Holy Spirit to manifest Himself in the healing that He's going to bring. Are we ready to catch the wind? Because our spirits will fail us with every problem that arises, with everything that comes at us, our spirit gets battered and beaten. But it's infilling of the Holy Spirit which causes us to rise up again and stand up and say, Jesus, I'm ready to take ground. Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 33 to 38. And I want to read this as a closing promise for the church as we've read. Yes, we are going to catch the wind. What happens when we catch the wind? As we start this year, may this be a revelation of what will happen if we choose the Holy Spirit. Can we go ahead and read as you look on the screens and all, for those of you who are listening to it from verse 33 onwards from 30, chapter 36. This is what the sovereign Lord says. On that day, 
I cleanse you from all your sins. I will resettle your towns and the ruins will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be cultivated instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass through it. They will say this land that was laid waste has become like the Garden of Eden. The cities that were lying in ruins, desolate and destroyed, are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations around you that remain will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt and have destroyed and have replanted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. This is what the Sovereign Lord says again. Once again, I will yield to Israel's plea and do this for them. I will make their people as numerous as a sheep, as numerous as the flocks for the offerings at Jerusalem during our appointed festivals. So will the ruined cities be filled with flocks of people. Then they will know that I am the Lord. God is willing to change things around if we are willing to catch the wind. We are living in a time where God promised the Holy Spirit to us as a counselor, as a comforter, as a friend. Would we receive him today? Would we receive him today? I um, came across this quote by John Stott and this is what it says. What we need is not more learning, not more eloquence, not more persuasion, not more organization, but more from the Holy Spirit. We need more from the Holy Spirit. What we need as a church is more from the Holy Spirit. What I need more for my life is more of the Holy Spirit. And so church today, as we as we come to a close, are you willing to catch the wind individually for yourselves? And second, are you willing to move in the direction? These two things are one are, are things which you have to be done intentionally. You intentionally allow the Holy Spirit to come in. And he intentionally move in the direction that he causes you to move, calls you to move. Let's not live in a world of assumptions. Let's say, God, I want to put the scales down in my eyes. I want to see for who you are. I want to hold you to your word. Many people caught the wind. The writers of the scripture that we read caught the wind. And that's why we actually have a word today that's penetrable into our spirit man across the ages. We are not living in a time and age where these words are void. No, they are truth. In fact, it says his words will remain forever as time passes. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will remain. So church, I would ask you today, would you lift your hands wherever you're at in submission to say, Jesus Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And even right now, I just want to ask us all, can we invite him into our homes? Can we in invite him into our lives? Can we invite him into the spaces that we are in right now? Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for the church as we've gathered, Lord Jesus, online. I believe, Lord Jesus, you're moving in our midst. I believe, Lord Jesus, that you're doing something. And I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come down? Would you fall afresh? Would you fall afresh right here? Would you fall afresh in the homes, in the people who are watching this right now, Lord Jesus, wherever they're at? I pray specifically for those who are listening to it, Lord, even after a new year, that they would experience an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on their lives. We thank you. I pray that, Lord, as we read your scriptures, dry bones will start seeing flesh. I pray every part that has been closed as a grave will start resurrecting, Lord. 
you will start opening up lord jesus i pray dreams that have been shrunk and let lord have gone missing i pray you will revive it lord jesus i pray hearts of stone will be turned to hearts of flesh Lord, we pray specifically that you would come through. We pray specifically that your hand be upon each and every one. We pray specifically, Lord Jesus, your Holy Spirit anointing come down on each and every one of us. That we individually will mark ourselves out that we want you more than ever before. We individually, Lord Jesus, will take a step in the direction that you're calling us to take, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. I pray that, Lord, we will see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord. We will see the Holy Spirit's manifestation happen in our families, in our churches, Lord Jesus. I pray as we step into this year, we thank you, Lord, that, Lord, we don't know where you're going to blow the wind, Lord Jesus, but we are here to receive it. We as a church are here to receive it. I pray as we catch it, we will experience the newness that you bring. We will experience the freshness that you bring. We will experience you for who you are and we will deliver it, Lord Jesus. We will take it out. We will shine your light. We will be your kingdom bearers here on this earth, Lord. We thank you. Fill us, protect us. I pray, Lord, even as we start this year, Lord, I pray that we will be people of consistency. We will be people who, Lord, are able to do things well. We will finish well, Lord Jesus. I pray as we all start this year, Lord, that you will give us grit. You will give us strength. You will give us favor. You would go before us, Lord. You would bless the work of our hands. Strengthen us. Be with us, Lord. We ask all this in your most precious name. Amen. Amen. So church, even as we come to a close, I just want to encourage you. Be confident in who the Spirit of God is calling you to be. For those of you who experience the Spirit of God, ask Him to still keep filling you because we can never have more of Him. For those of you who've moved away and have you know, been cold, I would say over the next couple of weeks, allow Him to fill you, shape you, plug those holes so that those leaks aren't happening that he'll be able to strengthen you every step of the way and he'll be able to show what he's called you to do. A God wants to fulfill, establish you and cause you to flourish. So don't hold back. Let him work in and through you. And our prayer is that as a church, as a community, that we all will be able to catch the wind and see him glorified in our lives. I pray that you have a blessed week ahead. And as a church, we are here wishing you a blessed and a prosperous new year. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus, finds life.